Shalom. Welcome to the cloud with Apostle Michael Hene, the presbyter of Malik Fortress, a religious organization. We are still expounding on the Christic nature. So I did part one, and this is part two of Christic nature. Hallelujah. So stay tuned. Let us get started. I want us to look at um, what is the difference between Jesus Christ and Christ Jesus, the name Jesus Christ and Christ Jesus. Sometimes when the word Christ appears before the name Jesus, such as Christ Jesus, and other times, if it follows the name Jesus, such as Jesus Christ, it speaks of different structures, beings, and states. Even though the meaning of Jesus Christ is identical to Christ Jesus, the emphasis is different. That is, Jesus Christ and Christ Jesus refer to the same person, but there is a change in emphasis in terms of his earthly assignment and heavenly, heavenly ministry. So it, it, there is an earthly assignment and then the heavenly ministry. Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Now, the name Jesus Christ excluding Lord Jesus Christ occurs 71 times in the New Testament. The first time it appears is in Matthew 1.18. Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with the child by the Holy Spirit. It occurs in most books of the New Testament. The, the exceptions are Luke 1st Thessalonians, 2nd Thessalonians, Philemon, and 3rd John. The last time it appears is in Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings in the earth, unto him that loved us, washed us from our sins in his own blood. Jesus Christ is different from the Lord Jesus Christ in terms of redemptive and messianic accomplishment. Jesus Christ refers to his redemptive accomplishment on the earth. I hope you get it now. Jesus Christ refers to his redemptive accomplishment on the earth. Christ Jesus in the New Testament. Christ Jesus is the same as the Lord Jesus Christ. Note that Jesus had finished his work. The Bible says, he, he was given a name that is above every other name. This name was his Lordship. At first, he was just Jesus Christ. But after he fulfilled his assignment and resurrected, he became the Lord Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. Lord simply means power over both physical and spiritual death. That is the person of Jesus Christ. Philippians 52 verse 10 that it that at the name Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things in the earth and things under the earth and that every thank should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father the name Jesus Christ occurs 91 times in the New Testament the first time it appears is in Acts 24 verse 24 and the last time as in Philemon 23, Matthew 24, verse 24. But some days later, Felix arrived with 
Drusilla, his wife, who was a Jewess, and sent for Paul and heard him speak about the faith in Christ Jesus. Philemon 1.23 There salute thee, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus. Now, the word Christ Jesus occurs in most books in the New Testament, except um, for 2 Thessalonians, Hebrew, James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, Jude, and Revelation. The other two, the two names, Jesus and Christ, does not refer anything unique about him, but the order of the two names does simply imply a different emphasis. For example, Jesus Christ appears in Romans chapter 1 and verse 4, and Christ Jesus appears in Romans chapter 1 and verse 1. He added two verses. Romans chapter 1 verse 3 to 4 concerning his son who was born of a descendant of David according to the flesh, who was declared the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead according to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 1 verse 1, Paul, a born servant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of Christ. Notice that in the second verse, Romans 1 verse 1, that Paul reminds us that he is a born servant or slave of Christ Jesus, since the name of Christ refers to the Messiah or the ruler of the now world and the world to come. Paul is emphasizing the title of Christ as the Messiah. That is, he is emphasizing that he is the, he is the slave of his Messiah, since he puts the Messianic title before the name Jesus. In the first verse, I read in Romans 1 verse 4, Paul emphasizes the humanity of Christ after he had just referred to his birth and resurrection from the dead. Therefore, when Christ occurs before Jesus, it emphasizes the Messianic title of our King. When Jesus occurs before Christ, the humanity of our Savior is emphasized to recapitulate the order of the names Jesus and Christ does not change the identity of the person, but the order puts a particular emphasis on the person. Jesus Christ emphasizes his humanity, Christ Jesus emphasizes that he is the Messiah and the coming King, the foundation of the New Testament. Who is the new man? The foundation of the new man in Christ is righteousness. So we are dealing with the Christic nature. The Christic nature is righteousness. Hallelujah. Which is dikaiosoni in Greek. So righteousness is dikaiosoni in Greek. And dikaiosoni means equitable in character and act by implication, innocent, holy, and justification. When 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 we when affirmed of Christ denote his perfection, moral purity, integrity, and sinlessness. That is when we affirm of Christ, it simply means that we are perfect as moral, immoral purity, hallelujah, and integrity and sinlessness as well. The foundation Jesus has built as righteousness. That is the Kayusuni. <laughs> and, and, and believers are his foundation. So the foundation of Christ Jesus are believers. We, 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 we have the Christic nature. When God sees us, he sees 
Christ and you see righteous people. He doesn't see sin nature. He doesn't see Adamic nature. Therefore, we are seen in righteous nature and righteous consciousness. We are seen in Christic nature and Christic righteousness as Christ is now and even in the ages to come. Hallelujah. What a privilege we have in Christ Jesus that God doesn't see sinners, but he sees Christ in us. He sees the, the nature of Christ as my nature. Christ is my nature. I am the nature of Christ. We, we are not separable. Hallelujah. Christic nature makes us inseparable from Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 5 verse 14 to 15 says, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come, but not as the offerings, so also is the free gift. For if through the friends of one, many are dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ has abounded unto many. Christ is still building on us. Therefore, to say you are a sinner, hamatolos, is to condemn yourself. Condemnation is to say that Christ didn't die for you and with you. Condemnation is to say you are still in the Adamic nature and consciousness. To say you are a sinner means Christ didn't die for you and with you. This is the mind of fallen Adam. This is the mind of Adam in us. But we are the righteousness of Christ. We are the righteousness of God. Christ is our righteousness. Christ has made us righteous before God. And God doesn't see sin in us as Hamatia nature. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 44 to 45. It is soul a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And, and, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So from this scripture, we realize that it took the last Adam, that is the Eschatos Adam, to end the Hamatia nature and Hamatia consciousness of Adam in us to beget the new man in Christ after joint anastasis or resurrection. Hence, the foundation Christ has built is us. That foundation is you and us who you and I, sorry, who are born again in Christ. Hallelujah. Don't allow any anyone or even God to tell you you are unrighteous. Unrighteous. Our righteousness is in Christ and not in the fallen Adam. Most of the times, our mentality affects our behaviorism. So don't let anyone affect you with his or her consciousness. The Holy Spirit will never address you as a sinner because we are not in the Adamic era, but we are in the Christic era. Those in the Christic era are not sinners, though they can transgress. Total condemnation is to say you are a sinner, which is a denial of your joint anastasis and joint sitting with Christ. We are in the Christic era and not in the Adamic era. We are in the Christic nature and Christic consciousness, and not in the Adamic nature and consciousness. Ontology of, of Adamic historicity and authenticity is no more. According to the finished work of Christ, we are in the ontology, historicity, 
and authenticity of a new order of the resurrected Christ. Therefore, our location, structure, being, state have gloriously changed as new man in Christ. Hence, new life, new virtue. It was through Adam Harishon that sin nature of our hamatia was imputed and it is also through Christ Jesus that righteous nature that is dikayosomi is also imputed. We are not in the Adamic era but in the Christic era. We are in a different dispensation, location, structure, being and state. Romans chapter 5, 17 to 18 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one man many be made righteous. We are not in the Adamic dispensation, but we are in the Christic dispensation, and our hallmark is righteousness. Hallelujah. John 10, 30, Bible says that I and the Father, we are one. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. What is this mind? It is the mind of oneness, of our oneness. Jesus had with the Father. Father, if Jesus is one with the Father, you are also one with the Father. As he is, so are you. Hallelujah. It speaks of equal, equal identity. Our identity is righteousness. The church is a place of studies and not playing grounds. It is for teaching and studies. Christ expects us to build upon his foundation. The church is for learning about Christ. We learn about Socrates, Descartes, Plato, Shakespeare, etc. But little do we know about God and his Christ. We go to church to learn about God. Church is an academic institution and the syllables or, or cause and the tutelage is Christ. Nevertheless, Christ expects us to grow more than himself. If Christ is the telescope, then we can see more. If Christ is the tower we are standing on, then we have to see the whole city. Our identity is righteousness. It is the righteous. It is the spirit of Christ that shows us our identity in Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is a standard formula to derive answers. And Christ says he is a righteousness. The formula is righteousness. Christ is the formula. Christ is, is the righteousness. If you can quote the formula, then you can build upon. Even in advanced mathematics, there, there, there is a constant formula. If, if you get the constant formula wrong, your answer too will be wrong. If you get the constant formula wrong, your answer too will be wrong. In ad advanced mathematics, there are laws to apply. There are quantitative laws. John 14 verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. All you need to do is to apply the formula and solve the mathematical problem. All that God is saying is that righteousness is the quantitative law. And all the believer needs to apply the formula of righteousness to himself. It is important for you to know the resurrection of Christ and the benefit 
of resurrection as well. The benefit of resurrection is that we have become righteous. We have become the dikaios of God. Intrinsically, Jesus came to preach about you and I. He didn't preach about himself. It is not about Jesus, but you. His own life on earth was to reveal to man the life he failed. He failed to live due to the fall of Adam Enos. You don't understand the gospel. Everything Jesus accomplished and achieved was us. The word he spoke was us. If a man can sacrifice a bull for a fowl, then it shows how precious the fowl is. The center of the sacrifice is us, not Jesus. We are the sons of God and we are reaping what is good in God. All that Jesus did is, is about us. As little as we are, we are bought with a precious price. As low as we are, we are bought with the highest price. It is a deal. God will never leave us in the hands of the devil. A contract has been sealed. We are in the hands of God. And it is his power that is upholding us. God has spoken. God has taken hold of us. A price has been paid for us. We are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ from sin nature. Therefore, in Christ we stand righteous. We stand as the dikaios of God. Hallelujah. Now, the prophetic drama of Moses, Israel, and Egypt. The, the, the way Moses took the people of Israel from Egypt was a demonstration of how Jesus would deliver the world. Now, the Israel is you and I. Now, Moses has become Jesus. God was demonstrating to the world that one day what is happening in Israel will be the entire world. Israel was a symbol of the world and Moses, a symbol of Jesus. It was a drama and the climax is Jesus in the world. The culmination was Jesus and the world. We as royals are, are the Israelites living on our own land. Don't be Egypt conscious. You are a royal and a master. You are not a slave. We are seeds of Christ. Therefore, we have been saved. We are the herds of the herds and joint herds. We are the owners. We are the joint herds with Christ. Christ is the crown of victory. And, and, and the herds wear the, the same crown of victory now. Know who you are and take power into your hands. Christ died for all, but not all are in Christ. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 21, that as sin has reigned unto death, even so my grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life by Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse 9 to 11. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if the spirit of God is in you. But if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he is not one of his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but Christ is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who made Christ come again from the dead is in you, he who made Christ, Jesus, come again from the dead in the same way through his spirit which is in you give life to your bodies which now are under the power of death hamatia or sin nature and consciousness is what has plagued a lot of believers in the church and, and in their walk in Christ hallelujah so there is sin which is not unto death which is in reference to the heuthesia the begotten sons of God or the born again person who missed a mark because he or she is a babe in Christ. There is no sin nature in the new man in Christ, but the nature of Christ. Though he can miss a mark, the man who 
is not born again as a sinner, Hamatalos, who is under the control of Satan as a born sinner. Jesus, after his resurrection, was still without sin. He was the Anamatitos. This sinless nature has he imputed to the believer at the new birth. The new man now inherits the sinless nature. However, he can err or miss a mark. And when that happens, he is said to have committed Hamatano. Hamatano refers to sin as an act and not sin as nature, like Adam Enos. When the new man in Christ misses a mark, the Bible says it is regarded as sin not unto death. This leads us to talk about sin that is not unto death. So in John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 16, if any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray about it. Sin that is unto death. Sin that is not unto death is defined as any sin that does not constitute denouncing the lordship of Jesus over your life as a believer. First John chapter 1 verse 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us all from all sin. The scripture I just read makes reference to sin that is not unto death. The blood of Christ is always in automatic motion over the head of the believer, ready to handle all sin. That is any sin of the believer which is not unto death. So there is nothing like sin of omission, but rather only sin of commission. John 1, 1 John 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Greek word translated as confess in the verse I just read is homologio, which means to acknowledge or to come covenant until he first believes and confesses the lordship of Jesus. He cannot be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. When it comes to Hamatanu, the blood of Christ speaks for the individual in homologio agreement that you only confess the sin you have committed it is only that there is a sin that does not lead to death that is confessed to receive forgiveness. Hence, should a believer sin, commit hamatanu, all he has to do is to confess that sin. Stop playing religion and seed of theology and wake and wake up to the liberty in Christ. Hamatanu does not lead the believer to sin and so does not have the replication of hell or God really requires from the believer who sings his confession to, to name the act and acknowledge it to be sin. Confession brings about automatic forgiveness of sins from God. It is confession predicated on, on faith in the faith, in the faithfulness and justice of God that brings about forgiveness of sin. That is Hamatano. The Bible says in 1 John 2 verse 1, My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin any man say we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the propitiation of our sins, and not our, our, for ours only, but also for the sins of the entire world. 
beloved, never in your life say that your righteousness is like a filthy rag. This confession is an insult to the finished work of Christ. Whoever confesses his righteousness is, is in, in Christ is like a filthy rag, doesn't know his inheritance, and is joined to resurrection with Christ. Such a person is a servant of sin, conscious even though the very nature of Christ is in him. Isaiah 64 verse 6 says, but we, 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 we are all as an unclean thing, and all of our righteousness are filthy rags, and, and we all do fade as leaves, and our iniquity like the wind have taken us away. This scripture is a reference to fallen Adamic man whose ontology, structure, being, and state are composed of hamatia nature and hamatia consciousness. Notwithstanding, the believer can also commit sin that is unto death. This is different from hamatia. Sin unto death regarding the believer is when he speaks against the Holy Spirit or blasphemes against the Holy Spirit. This is the second dimension of sin unto death. Whereas the first dimension is the denial and rejection of the Lord Jesus after being born again. Matthew 12, 31 to 32. Whoever, whose, who, wherefore ever I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy, you shall be forgiven unto you. But the blaspheme against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speak, speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven, neither in this world or neither in the world to come. Mark 3.29 shall blaspheme against the Holy Spirit has never forgiveness but is in danger of eternal damnation because they said he has unclean spirit. When men rivalry and rebuff the gracious activity and influence of God's spirit in whatever form it might appear and with utter contempt relegate his work to a mere commonality, they are in peril of hell, willfully blaspheming the spirit of grace. Therefore, will endanger any believer in any day to hell. Hebrews chapter 10, 26 to 29. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for the judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despises Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses of how much sorrow punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who has trodden under the foot the son of god and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the spirit of grace hallelujah act 20 32 therefore the, the apostle paul said now and now brethren commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all which are sanctified. The more you contact the dimension of the word called the word of his grace, the more you feed your spirit, renew your mind, and hence mature yourself to the fullness of the stature of Christ. This is why where you fellowship and the kind of messages you hear and feed on is very important what brings about growth and maturity is the gospel of christ knowledge of the gospel of christ renews our mind and sets us on the course of the 
knowledge, maturity, and perfection in Christ, where her material or sin nature is no longer an issue, even sin as her maternal is also completely dealt with according to the consummate work of Christ, which is the work of the Holy Spirit in your spirit, floods your mind by means of your knowledge of the word of God and manifest in your body. The gargantuan and mammoth growth and ascent of the believer in Christ is therefore his mind, which is the seat of the soul, the mind that he or she is one with Christ, that which brings perfection is the knowledge, even the knowledge of the Son of God. It is the work of the fourfold ministry in, 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 in the church, such as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, to feed the flock of God with the necessary ration in, 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 in the word and bring them to the level of full perfection in Christ, which is beyond issues pertaining to sin, either hamatia or hamatano. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13 to 15 says, so we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro carried out about with every word of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby the lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Henceforth, feel free and embrace the righteousness of Christ and the liberty in Christ. You are one with Christ. Same identity. Be God conscious as a believer. Christic nature and Christic consciousness is your liberation. You are Christic nature and you are Christic consciousness. Walk in this consciousness. Shalom.